the college experience, Texas A&M Aggies 2020 season preview on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by MyBookie.ag. right now. You're listening to our 2020 college football preview series, where we break down every single division one college football team. Remember when betting on college football, make sure you go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP for a deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. That's mybookie.ag promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by the leaders in daily fantasy DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code SGP to get a free shot at $1 million in total prizes for this weekend's UFC 252 contest. That's promo code SGP to get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit only at DraftKings. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Want to get an advantage over the sports book with NBA, NHL, and MLB back in action? You need to download BetQL, the only app You'll need to make smart bets this season. Head to betql.co and enter the code SGP20 for 20% off your first subscription. That's betql.co, promo code SGP20. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Once again, that's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Yes, yes, yes. Woo-wee. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. My name is Colby Swingin' Dantabase Dant, a.k.a. Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. <laughs> and I am joined by my co-host, former, former James Madison defensive back, the burrito-eating, sideline kiss-stealing, a wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi. How are you, pal? We're talking 12th man. We're talking Aggie football. Texas A&M. Shout out to Leland McElroy and uh, RC Slocum and Patrick Bates and all those great Sir A&M Parker. players. <laughs> Sir Parker. Man, I mean, I'm sure there's we're, we're forgetting many. Uh, Bucky win. Richardson. Yep. Yeah. Just one of the McCowns, I think Randy McCown, just, just a fun program. I miss that Texas, Texas A&M rivalry. Can we need to drop the dot? Look, I don't care about these conference things. That game needs to be happening. Yeah. It's disgraceful folks that it's not on the slate. It's bullshit. It's just utter bullshit, but there's no other way to put it. We're here to just dedicate this entire episode to the Aggies of A&M. Let's talk about last season. Patty C let us remember. Don't count the bowl game. If you're a first time listener on the college experience, we break down all 130 teams, subscribe, tell a friend, but every year, not only do we handicap every, every single college football and college basketball game, but we also cover the win totals for every single team, all 130 college football teams. So last year we're we're going to look around the horn. 
We're hitting everyone. Yeah. I mean, we're just doing it now. I think I faded Jimbo Fisher last year. Uh, let me take a look. See here. Um, Ooh, we all airballed on this one. What was the win total? Seven and a half. And I don't understand why you no, have no, no. They went seven and five. I know, but you got marked gray. So I think that's NC Nick's mess up. NC Nick did mess up. We all, so we all hit, hit mark hit. that green, mark that thing green. There we go. Yeah. Uh, easy money in my opinion, because their schedule was brutal last year. They had Clemson at a conference aside from the sec West. And I think they drew Georgia. Yeah. So this year they replaced Georgia with Vanderbilt. So things should be perhaps more kinder. We'll get to it. But if you look at this team, the, honestly, the biggest thing we talked a little bit pre-episode is that Kellen Mond back for his senior year, a lot rides on the success of this guy. And, and, and for some reason, I don't know that the stats back this up, but from the games I saw, mainly the Arkansas, the Clemson game, I, thought he kind of reg- regressed a little bit to me from a, from a, I point of, you know, point, I, uh, I test. I de- yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, your thoughts on Kellen Mond. Uh, Kellen Mond to me has always been a guy with kind of, um, unconventional, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for. I am drinking, uh, two types of blue moon right now. So there you go. A man going regular. Um, no, uh, mechanics. He's, he's got a Kaepernick esque, uh, thing. His, his, uh, throwing motion is a little sidearmed. He drops the ball a little low. He doesn't keep it high where he needs to. He doesn't come over top with it that much. And I should thank him because he, he actually scored a touchdown on the final play of the game against, against Clemson, which gave me a cover the, one of the ultimate backdoor covers because that was not necessary. They were down by a lot of points. Final play of the game. Kellen Mond finds coming, the tight end coming up for the bank account, but watching that game, he threw high. I almost feel like every other throw. Yeah. There's something about his mechanics is that he drops his front arm. You know, that that's really what looks like uh Kaepernick more than anything is he, he drops his front arm down low during the uh, pass delivery. So I, uh, I mean, I could be wrong. His, his, uh, completion percentage for his three years starting, which is now at 36 games as a starter, 57.8. That's not good. That's not yeah. God awful, well, but it's not good. There was points his sophomore year where they really thought the kid could be a stud. Yeah. I, I, I wish the best for him. I have nothing against the guy, but I will say like at, he seemed like he kind of regressed a little bit to me. Well, I will say this, his completion percentage has increased every year. 51 freshman year, 57 uh, sophomore year, 61 junior year. Hey, so he's so maybe him. I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, his touchdown interception ratio did drop from his sophomore year to his junior year, uh, 24 and nine down at 20 and nine. So he's still, uh, he's still a serviceable and probably an above average quarterback, all things considered, but a dude that's going to have a Joe Burrow type season. No, yeah, I'm not buying that at all. Um, I mean, look, he, he, it's good to have, especially in the sec where there's not a lot of, uh, returning starter starting quarterbacks back. I think Trask and, uh, perhaps, you know, I, dep- I don't know what Ole Miss is going to do. Probably Ole Miss would be another one. Only a few schools, uh, Helinski, I guess at South Carolina came in late, but if you look at the beginning of the season last year, there's in not terms many. of passers really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. cause John Rice Plumley at Ole Miss is not much of one. 
more of a runner. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Mond is probably the second best returning passer to, uh, I mean, Mac Jones had a good year last year too, but yeah. Now you look at the offense though. Bo Nix, not so much. The offense here. Yeah. He, but he's getting better. <laughs> he's getting better. Um, they lost five running backs. How does this happen? Was the, the running, transfer portal? Was the less. running backs coach just running around having sex with every girlfriend for every running back? Right. How do you lose five running backs in an off season? <laughs> it's pretty rough. Now, now, well, I mean, oh, are they seventy-one in total offense, sixty-eight in rushing offense? Uh, Isaiah Spiller is the lone guy back. He had, I mean, he had nine hundred forty-six yards, five to score. So perhaps he is the best player on the offense. Especially knowing their lack of depth. So Isaiah Spiller did have a nice year last year. What kind of numbers did you do we say he put up? He had nine forty nine hundred forty six yards rushing and five scores. And twenty nine receptions. That's getting it done. That's that, a high production guy, but like you mentioned, five guys transferring out. That's how does that happen? I don't even understand how that happened. Absolutely no depth at the running back position there. Um the O line, although returning pretty much pretty much the whole bunch. Yeah, uh, four out of five back, even though they weren't very good. And when you have a fifth player coming back from injury, then. But you, I tend to circle. I mean, I, the fact they weren't very good obviously stands out, but I tend to circle teams that re- bring back all five. Oh, yeah. It's four typically, of the five. Again, no matter how bad you are, you're going to get better if you're bringing everyone back. Um, even And I think even more so with COVID. It, that's true. Teams that have that unity. Yeah are going to be rewarded. Yeah. Communication um, and continuity an overlooked aspect of offensive line play. Uh, Jamon Osborne and Jalen Win- uh, Wittermeyer, both uh, back as the leading receivers on the team. Yeah. I mean, and then they got this freshman Demond Demas. Shout out to Shawshank Redemption, Robert Demas, who wrote uh, Count of Monte Cristo, right? Nice. Um, my main thing is if Mon's improved throwing the ball, if the O line can protect him good enough, also because I won't throw it all on Mon's shoulders. If his offensive line was trash, that obviously affects your quarterback play. But let's look at the defense here before I judge the Aggies defensively. Mike Elko, I think, is one of the best. You know, I'm a Dave Clawson guy, and and Elko was the DC for Clawson at Bowling Green. I think he was at Richmond and. And at Wake Forest with them before we went to Notre Dame for a short stint. And then Elko is a very, that was one of my favorite he should be a head coach. He's great. 28th in total defense, um, 20 or 30th in rushing defense. Boston 40, college should have hired him. Yeah. From the Northeast. Yeah. That was uh, yeah. an air ball on their part. Mike Elko is a fantastic guy. I mean, he did great for Notre Dame. He helped them really <laughs> like resurge after I think uh, Kelly had a four and yeah. eight year. Yeah, I think he had to fire Van Gorder, was it? Or yeah, he fired Van been, Gorder. Yeah, brought in Elko, and then uh, Notre Dame got better, and then lo and behold, A and M, pretty good defense. That's the strength of their uh, team at this point. Although I'll say this, they maybe they don't fire Boston College. Boston College's new coach just did steal the top cornerback in the state of Florida, so perhaps right, perhaps give let, him a little, let, let, yeah, yeah, let him see if he a little can coach leeway, him. a little wiggle room there. Um, defensively though, what stands out to you the most to me, the linebacker play with Anthony Hines, the junior, along with buddy Johnson, a senior 
what is the glaring weakness to you defensively? The D-line? Because they lose a couple guys. A transfer to Tulsa, another guy to the NFL. I think the D-line is the answer there. Circle the D-line. But I think Tyree Johnson at junior should fill in. And then they need a big year out of DeMarvin Leal. Um, secondary, led by safety Damani Richardson. I'd say circle the D-line, circle the O-line for the biggest. That's the only concerning thing. But when you have five, potentially four and a half, offensive lineman coming back. You think that's a good thing. It's got to get better. It's yeah. Gotta, especially with COVID going on. You would think so. Now, supposedly this is a uh, big physical group of defensive backs too. So Texas A&M playing SEC ball as far as uh, getting the big boys on the field. I believe though, because this is what Fisher's third year now, right? Mm-hmm. Someone thus far had a better record than then old Jimbo Ooh, Fisher, a slap in the face of all the A and M fans that are shelling out their hard-earned money to make sure that Jimbo Fisher gets seven point five million dollars a year for the next decade of his life and can only manage seven regular season wins. It's got to hurt a little bit. This is a huge year for him. This is this is to me the best chance he has. Yeah, the schedule is really favorable. We're going to go game by game. Give me the recruiting first. Give me the recruiting on the Aggies and what they have set up. But yeah, obviously the, for the schedule, obviously COVID hits. I'm assuming the sec is going to go to a nine game conference schedule or A&M is going to have to fill the the shoes of Colorado since the PAC 12 is only doing conference games. Colorado had canceled. So now they're kind of out, you know, out, out, out there trying to figure out who, what the hell's going on. I don't even know if Fresno state's going to play. They might have two games canceled. We're going to see, but if you want to talk about a and M recruiting, Fisher has really cranked it up. And so Uh, I understand bags of cash are probably getting (laughs) dropped off, but Hey, you don't give your coach America and a half million dollars a year (laughs) without giving them some cash to hand out too. Okay. So what are we looking at? It's probably coming out of his own paycheck there. Yeah. Uh, surely. Yeah. Going back five years, they're, you know, in the, in the teens, they're 18, 13, 17 over the 2016 Sumlin years, Sumlin years, basically okay. uh, 18, 13, 17, the last two years under Fisher four and six. So this is a big year then for, that, I, I mean, mean, some of those guys are, are, are about to be upperclassmen. Yeah. If this re if these recruiting rankings schedule are, breaks great for an you. accurate reflection of how much talent is on this team, then A&M may be finally on the verge of a breakthrough. And like Colby said, the schedule is quite favorable here, but that's this year. I believe next year is not very friendly. Well, the sec West it rarely is. So they must take full advantage um, even if they're out of conference schedule, and actually they get the draw Missouri next year. So the next two years, they get a little bit of a, a, a break. Let's before. talk about their non-conference schedule next year. Kent state, New Mexico, Prairie View and Colorado. Yeah. They're doing a classic Murderers here. row there. Colorado's going to beat them in Boulder. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. 2020 though, we're yeah. going to go game by game predicting the schedule or, you know, week by week and what we have Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies doing. Uh, and then we'll, we'll pick what we think is the biggest game of the season. We're talking Aggie football on the college experience. 12th man up. Come on now. But first a word from our sponsors. We're also brought to you by the leaders in daily fantasy DraftKings. 
Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code SGP to get a free shot at $1 million in total prizes for this weekend's UFC 252 contest. That's promo code SGP to get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit only at DraftKings. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Want to get an advantage over the sports book with NBA, NHL, and MLB back in action? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Head to betql.co and enter the code SGP20 for 20% off your first subscription. That's betql.co promo code SGP20. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus Ace is offering up to 6 weeks free over at aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Once again, that's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. And we're back on the college experience talking Texas A&M Aggies. Look, I'm just going to tell you folks that it's looking like a very chalk uneventful uh, schedule prediction session coming up for you guys. Cause <laughs> the games that they should lose. I mean, there's one that might be interesting here. Yes. Yes. Okay. They start out with the Abilene Christian wildcats who didn't even have a winning record on the FCS. I don't even know why this game is happening. If you're <laughs> worried about COVID, you might as well cancel this one. Right. A and M 75 Abilene seven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, week two though, I, I perhaps do they rebound Seth Luttrell famous guy uh, from our, our, our friend, Mike Leach, friend of the program, uh, classic guy, the guy that's known to throw the uh, Mike Leach did a classic move when they were playing, when, when Leach was at Oklahoma, um, the first year he was there, they dropped the playbook in front of the Texas bench when they were walking in after warmups on purpose. It was a fake playbook prior to the, uh, yeah. uh the game River, starting Red River shootout. Yeah. Yeah. So they had just warmed up Oklahoma, <laughs> Texas. They knew Texas was loaded. Mac Brown had been there a few years. There you go. And he purposely drops it. He purposely gave Seth Luttrell instructions. He was a player at OU at the time Yeah. to drop the playbook, Texas ate it up. Oklahoma went out to, I think it's 17 or 21, nothing lead to, to, to start fake that game. Playbook. Mike leads <laughs> up to his old chicanery. <laughs> lo and behold, just a great story. But cool some, that uh, Latrell was a player at the time. Yeah. Now he's the head coach of North Texas. Who, fully aware of Texas football at, in all its uh, glory. There. Dude, he had done some nice things at North Texas. Now last year they hit a bit of a, a road bump, uh roadblock uh, four and eight. But the uh, the previous years they were nine and four, and uh, I believe the year before that they might have won eight. No, nine and five and nine and four. This is a team you kind of don't want to mess around with. I you I can, just don't think they're good enough though. Yet. No, you got to figure Texas A and M. But look, Texas A and M is the kind of team that isn't focused enough and lets this team stay in a game. Um, I think that Texas A and M will blow them out. It's in College Station, yeah. obviously. But no, but if there's no fans, could this be close? <laughs> that's a thing that's uh, not only for Texas A&M across the board. Yeah. For every power five team <laughs> playing a group of five team. Well, what becomes like when we think of LSU and death Valley or something, if there's no fans, how good can it, right. that? How that much does that actually out, help? I mean, I, we watched an MLB game tonight. 
Dude, there was that's no a fans. huge factor for a lot of teams. Oh, for sure. Like to me, like some like, of those not only Iowa, intimidation. I, like Iowa, a game at Iowa City is always yeah. a death trap. Not only yeah, getting out of your vibe, but straight up like penalties and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like things like on the field actions that directly affect the strategy of the game. The fans have a huge part in for some of these teams. A uh, and M, obviously the twelfth man being one of the bigger ones of those. So. I still think they get they the better in North, North Texas. Texas. Two yeah. and oh. Yeah. Colorado game canceled. Then they get the Arkansas Razorbacks. And what is always at Jerry's a, world. An inexplicable close game. Why did they they how does Arkansas Arkansas has been atrocious over the past five years? Yeah. It may maybe even past decade you could say. Yeah, but they are always nipping at AM seals in this game. How is that? I, I don't even understand because Arkansas is a team losing to San Jose State, losing to Colorado State, losing to Western Kentucky by like twenty eight points. Yeah. Losing to Toledo, losing to Well, I hate to tell it to North you Aggies Texas fans, actually. but you guys play down to the level of competition. Well, it's I, a mental aspect of the game that you haven't or your team hasn't perfected. Yet. Well, if North Texas was to somehow beat A&M in week two, there'd be two SEC opponents in a row, but I'd bet against it. Are they beating Arkansas? They are four and oh, uh, three and oh, three. And, oh, wait, wait, Colorado's, Colorado's not canceled. Happy. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with that day. Uh, then it comes a sneaky one, but once again, I can't emphasize this point enough. If there's no fans, <laughs> this becomes real dangerous. Then I think I mean, but I think talent wise, I I think AM holds the edge, but I don't think it's by that much. It's not by that much. Yeah. Schematically, I think Leach is clearly the better schematic coach. Um But Leach also didn't have time. We're talking about yeah. AM at Mississippi State. COVID, he didn't get time to put in his offense. Now he does yeah. have the 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 factor that he is bringing in a fifth year senior quarterback. Helpful, but he's still in week three while Fisher is still in year three. Yeah. I'll tell you this though, if there's fans there, I think Mississippi State is a live dog. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Uh the running back, Costello, Hill, the running yeah, back. Yeah, Hill, the running back's a stud. The D line, that to me is the one that you circle. Is because the D line is in, is really decent. And if AM's O line isn't improved, you better watch out, especially if there's fans there. Yeah. Um, I, I think when we did the the Mississippi State pod, I was fifty fifty on this and I went A and M. So I'll stick to it. A and M. Give me. Uh, let me take 27, 23 A and M. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with A and M here too. Five and O for me for the, that's for the one Aggies. though that I think we could, we could be forgetting about though. That, 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 that could be the loss there. Uh, then they're home to Fresno state. I don't know if this game is going to be played. California's getting destroyed by the coronavirus right now. And since it's a state school, I am very weary of this game ever happening. Uh, if, if so though, I will say Fresno state, I do think will be a lot better this year. And if there's no fans in, in, in the, you know, 12th man, Fresno has got a fighter, a puncher's chance. I, I think they're going to be a lot better, but I still say A&M wins six and oh, A&M. Yeah. Now I have them getting bit. Yeah. Because I think, I think Auburn's going to want a piece of that of course. action. They lost last year in college station. And this is very chalk of us. Wait, no, did they, did they win last year in college station? I think they won actually last year in college station. So when Fisher gets the chance at revenge, I think they, they actually played a great game on the road. Yeah, they did. They went 28, 20. Um, I got Auburn winning this though. 
Give me, give me Auburn again in a close one. Yeah. I mean, Auburn, you got to figure Nick's is going to be better. Uh, Jordan Hare is not an easy place to play. Still a winnable game. It is, but you know, A and M at the very least, when you're talking about uh, trying to predict where they are at this point in the season, they're capable of losing one of those first six games. I would anticipate after seven games them being six and one. But I'll say this though: these are back-to-back away games. They're I highly doubt they make it to both undefeated. That's true. Back-to-back. Oh, going into South Carolina. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're going to lose to Auburn. There you go. Okay. And they and might they beat, lose yeah. to South Carolina. That's a dangerous bet. That's a bad back to back. I know South Carolina's only won four games last year, but they did beat Georgia. Yeah. If you're, if you're AM, Must Champ's coaching for his job. Very real chance you get bitten twice here. Who, who are you going in that? I guess AM, but smart. If I'm a better, I'm not, I'm taking, I'm fading. Uh, Look, I, I gave them Mississippi State. I don't know what we did on the Carolina one, man. I think I took a and M on the Carolina one, but it would not shock. I, I really feel like they'll lose one of the two. Well, a and M like, we, like we said, if you believe the recruiting rankings, we're going to really get a good idea of how much, but they got a senior QB. Whew. That's tough, man. Um, I think I took a and M on the Carolina one. I'll stay true to that yeah, but in my head, in my head right now, I'm thinking at Mississippi state, South Carolina, they're probably going to drop one of those. So that's through seven games. Six and one is what I have them. Six and one. Yeah. Or five and one because there's no Colorado. No, no, that, that's through seven. So, okay. Okay. Then they get a bye right. week, which if the sec does go to a, a extra sec game, which I'm going to be curious to see if they do. Yeah. Do they draw? I mean, look, they, right now they have, they already they, have Bama and LSU and all. No, no, no. They, 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 that's from the oh, West. They dirt. get everyone. They get Carolina and Vandy. They played at Georgia last year. So the question would be, would they get, no, they played Kentucky last year too. So it's, I think it's either Florida or Missouri or who am I forgetting? I don't even know if that's how they do it, but if you're playing the odds and if yeah. that is how they do it, then if Florida, Missouri, or I think that's Tennessee, 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 yeah, you're right. And would that be an away game or a home game? If they do it like that, I think it would be a home game, right? Would be interesting. Yeah, I think it would be a home game, according to my. Wait. Well, they have eight conference games and it's four and four. So if they're adding okay. two. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. But then the following week, home against Old Miss and your boy, Plumley. Yeah, John, or, yeah, John Rice Plumley is uh, probably my new favorite player in college football. I do think uh, AM gets the better of them. AM definitely gets the better of them here. Yeah. Following week, uh, Mason and Vandy come in. AM's going to get the best of them here. Yep. I, I, I have Vandy going like 0 and 12, though. They're going to bite somebody we don't. Yeah. There's no way we're going <laughs> to. It's not likely to be AM, though, in college days. I know, but I'm saying as we do each projection. Yeah. When was the last time they went 0 and 12? They always yeah. bite somebody, yeah. right? Um, At Bama, loss. Yes. I feel decent about that. Yeah. More than decent. Now this Very one, confident. this is the one, this is the fun one. I'm going to go a and M. I'm going to go a and M. This is the rivalry that everyone fi- final game of the season. LSU at Kyle field wants to happen. It took seven overtimes for a and M to get their first win in this <laughs> some, series. And there was some horrible calls two years game. ago. Yeah. Um, 
I think LSU is clearly the more talented team still to this point. Although over the past couple of years, it's been about equal in the recruiting rankings. So maybe uh, Fisher versus Orgeron, which seems like a pretty even coaching battle. I'll say this starts to become a really interesting game here. If the virus steps up in the fall and there's no fans, I'm taking LSU. <laughs> if there is fans at Kyle field. Yeah. Then you're going to, cause take. that's another thing we're not factoring in. And I, you know, oh, it's huge. I'm no doctor, but right. I'm saying, yeah, if the virus increases even Things more than it is now, good. yeah, I don't know. But I got him winning this. I'll but go I'll, with you on that. I'm going to take uh, AM to get this done. So essentially, with a 11 game schedule, I have him 10 and 1, but I, I'll be honest. Oh, I have him. Uh, I think you have 9 and 2. Who do I have him losing to? Auburn and Bama. You're right. And I think there's a decent shot they lose to Mississippi State or South Carolina. Yeah. In all likelihood, if I was a betting man, I'd have them losing at least three. Yeah. I think, I think that's a solid bet, especially with them not knowing if they're going to get another SEC opponent. Like if that's an away game or a home game, even if so, if they're drawing Florida, I think Florida can beat them. I think to A&M's capable of beating all of them, but Florida, Tennessee, and uh, who would the third team be that I said, Missouri, that will, they'll be favored for sure against Missouri. Yeah. Florida and Tennessee could give them a game. Um, But yeah, what's the biggest game of the season? I'm going to go ahead and circle. You're going to think I'm going to say Auburn. I'm going to say, that Mississippi. Now I'm going to say the South Carolina game. Cause if you already lose to Auburn and you lose that South Carolina game, Ooh. schedule gets derailed. A&M is in a tough position in the sec West because they're surrounded by obviously two, two and a half juggernauts and several teams that can bite you on any week. If you're not paying attention, hey, they paid their coach 75 million. He better deliver a national well, championship. They're recruiting a four and six in the recruiting rankings over the past couple of years. If you're a top five team, like your recruiting rankings suggest, then you're an 11 and one team, which means you have to beat LSU. You have to yeah. beat Auburn. You have to maybe beat Alabama sometimes. What's the biggest game to you? Um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say going to Auburn or maybe it's between that and the LSU game at the end. But I really feel like Auburn is at such a critical juncture that if they win that game, it might catapult them into having enough momentum to really get riled up for Alabama. I'll say this, man, if they end up getting an away game, if the sec does that nine conference game schedule, yeah. And they get an away game uh, during their bye week that would be three away games in a row. (laughs) Yeah. You almost think they're going to get, it's got to be a home game, right? Yeah. You would think from a scheduling standpoint, that would be incredibly unfair for them, but someone's going to be dealt a bad hand. Since someone's got to get yeah. dealt a bad hand. Since it's not Alabama and Alabama yeah. gets the benefit of every scheduling break that the sec can possibly provide. Then assume that A&M is going to get screwed. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. I'm excited to see how this all shakes out schedule wise. Even before we get into the season, Guys, this is the college experience. We're breaking down all 130 teams for free. We're available to on all platforms. There are podcasts. Check them out. Check us out. Subscribe, actually. Rate, review, share. Go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review because that's how we get paid. Sponsors look at our reviews. They say, hey, these idiots aren't so bad, it turns out. And then they give us money to talk about every single team in college football. That's how it works. We also do college basketball, but stay tuned. Um, 
That reminds me of uh, American Pie. Uh, most people just think Ostriker. He's this kick-ass football player. Also play lacrosse too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Where else do you get great lines like that? This is the college experience that we'd appreciate. Uh, like like you like I said, uh, if you could leave us a five-star review, or if you could if you went to A and M or an SEC fan, drop this in the SEC forum to tell a friend. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. We're trying to spread the word about the college experience, and it starts with you guys. Uh, Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D feel free to tweet us what type of morons we are. We always appreciate those tweets and, uh, we are still affiliated. The more descriptive, the better, Yes, but give us five stars. Make sure the five stars is there. And we are still affiliated with the sports gambling podcast and the sports gambling podcast network. You can find them on uh, Twitter at the SGP network. Actually, you guys are Texas guys. Check out that. We have a lot of great interviews over the past few months, a bunch of Texas old Texas football coaches, whether it was Jerry Glanville of the Houston Oilers who came on a couple weeks ago. Great episode. We've also had how mummy Mike Leach and uh, June Jones, June Jones, a yeah. more recent Texas football. Yes. With SMU, his days in SMU and, and uh, Houston roughnecks. You're right. That's we, right. Undefeated in the XFL. In fact, he probably played the most recent football game that anyone has seen. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, check, check those interviews out. They're all fantastic guys. This is the college experience, Texas A&M 12th mad edition. You better start thinking about yours and we out. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.